0: Hello there, this is Ed McCarty. Welcome to Hoofin' It! Podcast with everything horses and livestock.
1: Hello everyone, this is Melissa Cowan and... and this is Jana Barkas. And we're with the Hoofin' It! Podcast. And today we have two special guests, Roger and Penny Manier. They will be involved in our farm tour this fall in October 15th and 16th. And they are the owners of MM Fiber Mill. Welcome, um, Roger and Penny, thank you for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you for having us. So before we get started, I just wanted you guys to explain to our listeners where this all began. How did you guys get in, involved in this um, venture? and where, where are you from? So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um, I am from Miami County originally. I grew up Miami County southern Johnson County. So I've kind of already always been out in that environment. My relatives had farms. So kind of always lived that life a little bit.
0: And I grew up in Wyandotte County, um, though my grandparents lived in Deering, Kansas and had a small farm out there that I'd visit when I was young. Um, And kind of what led us down this road was Penny grew up in Bucyrus. Oh. And when she was a kid and um, I kind of always wanted to move out to the country. So when we got married and compared notes, we decided we had to make the move and come out this way.
1: And OK, so when you made the move, did you immediately buy this mill from the beginning?
2: Oh, no, I know. We actually just moved back. We both kind of ended up in apartments in town. So we moved back to Miami County and bought 20 acres with a house on it and got a couple of pet goats and we've been out here now for about 18 19 years we just bought the mill last year so oh,
1: so this is a new project
2: yes
1: how exciting so how did the mill come about
2: um well we had you know the small farm we moved a little further south got a little more land We were looking for some animals with kind of a purpose, not to have a major farm, but something fun, something we would enjoy. We looked at alpacas and other fiber animals, thought about dairy goats, and we were at the Mother Earth Fair in Topeka in 2017 and came across in their educational section some other farms that had brought their Pygora goats, and we talked with them, met them, and we knew instantly that pygora goats, the fiber goat, was what was coming to the farm.
1: Okay. That's so, <laughs> it is. I've never heard of these goats. So can you give us a, a, a rundown on what these goats are?
2: They are a hybrid cross. They're their own breed, but they were originally a cross of a, a pygmy goat to get the smaller size and the angora goat to get the fiber um, and the color variation from the pygmy goat for the different shades and different colors of fiber and so it's just meant to be a small really originally multi-purpose goat for some fiber milk and even potentially meat but it's really turned into more of a fiber animal but it just meant for small small sustainable farms so um, how many
1: of these goats do you have
2: we have 10 right now and we'll be breeding this fall uh, so they are a lot of fun and they're great, but yeah, when we met them, it was like this is this is the animal for us, and we'll figure out what we're gonna do with the fiber.
1: Okay, that's my next question: was what were you guys gonna do with the fiber? <laughs> so you have, have you not figured it out yet? Then you're just working on well, that part.
2: Well, that's how we ended up with a mill. Okay. <laughs> we started We started looking at getting some fiber processed. You know, we had a small amount. What do we want to do with it? There were only a couple of mills in Kansas, and there was a backlog of how long it took to get it processed. And Roger started kind of looking at the actual equipment and suddenly started talking about let's just... Buy a mill and open a mill because we had also been talking about it'd be nice to have sort of an agricultural-related business, not, not a true farm, but something that was in that world. That's and interesting. So, as we did a little researching, and we were going to go to Canada and look at this equipment and then COVID hit and we couldn't travel to Canada and we were at a goat show July of 2021 and the judge was riding up there with us and she said Shepherd's Mill in Phillipsburg, Kansas was selling so, we came back that August, went to visit them, and this past January, we moved a mill here.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. And so, okay, so tell us what you guys do with the mill. How, what goes on at the mill?
2: You want to take that one, Roger?
0: I'm um, Sure, but if I leave anything out or skip anything, please chime in and let everybody know. Um, so... When the farms, the small farms shear their animals, Mm -hmm. what some of them will do is they'll pack up the fiber and send it to us. So we get the fiber freshly sheared off the animal. And whether that's a yak, a sheep for wool, alpaca, a goat, cashmere, whatever, um, it comes in, we basically go through, look at it, make sure that it's going to go through the equipment okay and then we'll take it to the first stage of the process which is washing it and you would think washing it would be more to get the dirt out of it not so much it's more to get the lanolin and oils off of the fiber oh. that could clog up in the machines
1: Interesting. and then yeah
0: yeah and then we um just air dry it on racks here in the store and from there it goes to the picker the dehair, if it needs to be dehaired, and what the dehair is, is it um, separates the fiber into different qu- qualities. Like um, it kicks out the fine fiber, the really soft, longer strands of fiber out the back end, and will drop any shortcuts or any thicker, like guard hairs on the dual coated animals, or any extra debris. It will drop all that out underneath the machine.
1: Oh, that is amazing! I I, I mean, can't wait. I, I know I want to see, see this. this. <laughs> we got to make a trip. We are. You can bet on it. <laughs> okay, so keep going. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and then the um, Carter after that is kind of the workhorse of the mill. Everything pretty much goes through it, and it will kick out roving or bats or um, cloud at the other end, oh. and you have to load three ounce feeds on a belt. That takes three minutes for that three ounce feed to go through. So it's quite time intensive and yes. you have to spread everything out evenly on that belt because if you don't, then nothing else works from that point forward. Oh wow.
1: So that sounds like it's a delicate process. Um yes.
0: go ahead. <laughs> That's that's your that's your job. I mean oh, so go yeah. ahead.
2: No, no, no. Once it goes to the Carter, some people want it in roving. They'll take it back there, or it goes off to a couple other steps. But really, spinning is what interests people, and it gets spun into the yarn, um, you do that and they right get it down there. Mm-hmm, yep, spin it into yarn. Wow. Mm-hmm. So people oh, get roving nice. back, yarn back, bats, felts. Um, but I think the real interesting thing is we are small. So we cater to the small individual farm who wants their own fiber back from their own animals. And they can batch it as small as this animal's name. And we'll label it and they will get that animal back as its own product, yarn. And so a lot of them have their marketing that they Attach a picture of the animal, and this yarn came from this animal, and here's its picture. I love so, that.
3: I love that because yeah. years ago, so I can't wear wool. Uh, like, I can't wear wool sweaters or anything like that. And um, west of Payola, there was an alpaca a fa- a family that had alpacas, and they had the alpaca that I loved was JJ and he had JJ <laughs> was amazing. I have a scarf out of JJ's JJ. wool I'll be <laughs> yeah. and oh my gosh. Well, it just felt different than everybody else's to me. Mm-hmm. So
1: <laughs> how fun, you know, that is neat the way that they, they're doing that. I would love to, cause you could say, well, this is so-and-so's scarf. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool yes. you guys. I didn't know you did that. That's, that's amazing. Hey Melissa, let's
3: take a quick break.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Our podcast is sponsored by
3: Better Equine and Clinch Realty with Janet Turney. And, and now, now we're,
1: we're back. back. And Now, are you going to be demonstrating all of this on the farm tour? Then the what the mill does? How are you going to do? Sh- tell us what the viewers will experience when they come to the mill for the farm tour. Oh. for the farm tour. Yes, sorry.
2: For the farm tour, there'll be a lot of people. So we're going to have some of the big doors open and we're going to try and do some demos. Uh, we may not be able to go through every step of the process, but we'll be able to get a general overview of the steps it goes through and people will be able to see the stages. Like we'll have, here's raw fiber. Here's what it looks like once it goes through the dehair, hair the carter, roving, and here's some yarn. Um, so we're going to have the steps kind of laid out and hopefully they can kind of get a good enough idea. We won't be able to have them walk through the whole mill and stop at each machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that but makes there will sense. be some demos. There is going to be... Um, I think we're going to possibly have some people maybe doing some sock machine knitting. We're hoping for some hand spinners to be sitting there spinning. So you're going to get just a whole overview of what you can do with some raw fiber off the animal. We were going to have a couple of our goats up there. There will be a couple of Angora bunnies up there that are fiber animals. Oh,
1: okay. be, that'll so, be so cool. S- uh, some people
3: north of Lewisburg have the Angora bunnies, I think. yes yeah that's so so fiber question i have is how do you know what fiber you want for yourself what which animal which uh, i guess you chose the the special goat uh, goat for for your love after you have experienced milling all the different textures what what can you tell our, our listeners, you know, about that? Because there's got to be different feels, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Very different feels. And you have different hand spinners and knitters that they have the product they like. And it also depends on what you're making. For instance, wool has a memory, so it's great for gloves, hats, things like that. So, depending on what you're knitting, you might pick your fiber based on that. Alpaca, Pygora is going to kind of have a drapey flow, so you're going to use it for scarves or shawls. You can blend them, so you can put a little bit of memory in the alpaca, and it'll work for other projects. So, some of it's feel, some of it's based on the kind of things they like to knit. Um, And I think like us, some people, if they want the animals, it also starts with just the animal they love. And if you love your animal, you're going to love their fiber.
1: Yeah. Interesting. It is, isn't it? That's super fun. So, when you guys investigated your goats fiber, is that what, did you go by feel, or did you go by the different um, products that you can make with it? What helped you make that decision? Wow.
0: Wow. (laughs) So, we We, had previously owned pygmy goats, just as pets, though. Um, And we had them for a long time, and they were just Awesome little guys. Um, So when we saw goats that that had a like an actual livestock purpose, and I should go a little bit deeper into that. Kimmy has a rule that if you name it and take care of it and raise it, it's not food.
1: (laughs) That is hard. That's a great rule. It is a great rule. It's a great rule for me too. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. If it's
2: food, so, it cannot be named.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. So, so we were somewhat limited on what livestock we could actually go with because even like your dairy goats, the boys, unless they're your herd sire, well, they're going to be somebody's food. Um, so we were really focusing on the fiber type animals. And when we came across a goat, that was about the same size as a pygmy goat that we had already had and loved. That has pretty much the same temperate, temperament as them. That's what I was gonna be. I mean, we 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 really based it off of the animal, not necessarily. I see. Yeah. Um, how much fiber? How what type of fiber? It was more
1: enjoyment mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like your yeah, personality we had a lot to do with it too. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh?
2: Yeah, we went for the animal, and then we thought we'll figure out what their fiber's good for, and we'll use it. But to answer your question also, now having a mill, I have been researching different types of fiber, and as it comes in, I'm working with it and visiting with some other animals to decide what we want to add to our farm based on the fiber. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I haven't decided yet. (laughs) (laughs) Trees out on that. Yeah.
3: There's
0: (laughs) so many options. Yeah.
3: Well in your smaller uh, your smaller goats don't take up as much room. So that's what's fun uh, also with because uh, I, I actually raised the Nigerian dwarf and then I have bo- a few boar goats. But the Nigerian dwarf, I just you know, thoroughly enjoy them because they, they don't take much space. Uh, so people coming in you know wanting to get started, they can do uh, sustainable living. On a small acreage, and they can have a goat or two and, and breed them and milk them. You know, those those little goats give good milk and, and stuff. They don't give the fiber, but that's kind of exciting. I'd like to see your goats. Yeah, that's me a... too.
0: Well, we'll have some of them up here for the farm tour.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Well, okay, before we go, I just want to ask you another question. So... Tell me if you have a, you know, what's your favorite part about this whole business right now? What what makes you happy?
2: I think a couple of things. Definitely just being able to expand kind of, we have a farm, but it's moving from just being a petting zoo to having kind of a product and working with people in that world. I mean, we enjoy all those businesses, all those sustainable farms, learning about the other products people have. And kind of just being in that whole agricultural world, it's been really nice to be in that environment and involved in a lot of those activities.
1: It's a special family, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. And everyone is, they're very nice and everybody works well together and it's it's just been very enjoyable.
1: Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you you know calling in and letting us interview you. And do you have a place where people can reach you, these listeners, if they want to make an appointment to to visit your facility?
2: Um, yes, they can go to our website mmfibermill.com, dot com and get all the information there. They can email us at info at mmfibermill dot com. Or they can call or text at 913-735-7643.
1: Well, you guys, you have been such a a pleasure to meet. And thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you. We hope to see you at the mill
0: sometime.
1: Yes, Yes, we will. We will.
0: (laughs) Subscribe with us to follow our podcast and please provide a review. We appreciate your positive feedback, which enables us to provide our free podcast to you. You can find links to the website at ehalnews.com. Music
3: provided by Ed Mahan. Copyrights by Everything Horses and Livestock.